1: funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me, tell me what's fun. funny. Tell me, sir, God damn it!
3: Brothers don't shake hands, brothers got to
1: to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. you!
0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
3: You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm
1: so racist! Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking
0: head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry.
1: My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put
3: that coffee down. Following well, this calls for the old Billy Barou. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at?
1: yippee yay motherfucker.
0: It's over, Johnny. It's over! Ah, yeah. That's right. Friday night, 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. You've got me. I am Boxman. And of course, as always, Anthony, my man. Anthony? What?
2: What's going on, Bobby? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, he is there. He is there. <laughs> Anthony, I told you before this, I'm fucking excited about this one right here, man.
2: Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So, sit back, relax, everybody, and uh, grab your uh, Red Rider BB guns and get ready to bust a cat. Because we're going to talk a Christmas fucking story. Fuck
0: yeah. This is my absolute favorite christmas movie i remember being eight years old seeing this in the movie theater with my parents um you know so this movie will always have a little uh a little sentimental value to me but god this is just the movie itself is great The, the the casting the kid who plays ralphie is amazing but
2: I mean, honestly, it's like quintessential. I know that it was supposed to be set in like the fifties, but
0: man, actually the forties. This, this movie was 40s? set in the forties. Yeah, if you look at the cars, look at the way they're dressed. Uh, I believe it was early four, early early to mid forties. This was actually set in. Hmm. Um. I can look it up as we're talking. Um. But um. This movie definitely, and it, it not only you know, like I was, not only is the movie good, but Listen to the words that you know. Gene Shepard, who is the narrator and writer of the movie, uh, just listen to the just, just the way that the words are, the wording in the movie. The guy's a fucking wordsmith and a half. Um, yep. Trust me, I I literally could play every clip from this movie and uh, be happy. But uh, I will play you some just to prove his wordsmithing. Uh, abilities but yeah yeah yeah. this movie the dialogue is amazing but the movie itself is more than just a story of a child who wants a bb gun in my opinion at least it is so it is uh would you classify it as a love story
2: (laughs) no uh
0: (laughs) it's it's a story of a kid who wants a bb gun uh, a kid gets his tongue stuck to a pole, so you get the coming of age kind of uh, bullshit there. Uh, the father wins an award in this movie, so that's another kind of plot for the movie. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see, what's the other one? Uh, you know, the dogs. It's 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 a whole movie within a movie within a. It's a great little story, which is why it's called a Christmas story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, in the chat right now, they're already asking how this did in theaters. That is a great question. Anthony, you usually have that. you got that up there? Uh, yeah, and I'm just going
2: off of memory. When it originally came out, it was not a monster hit. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. It came out the week before Thanksgiving, and it made about $2 million. Hmm. And what happened was around the holiday season, right? right around when Christmas hit, it just blew up huh it blew up it was one of those things where it was it got got like that word of mouth buzz about it mm-hmm. but when it initially came out in 1983 uh, November 18th to be exact it was not exactly a critical hit okay. it came it became a hit it became like a uh, what's the word i'm looking for a a word of mouth uh, it it got it gained the word of mouth buzz
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And then that's how it became the hit that it is today. Well,
0: this actually, in 2012, was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Which means, obviously, it has gained a lot more of uh, notoriety over the days. But, um... This movie is actually, they say, the uh, little orphan Annie radi- radio decoder pin that Ralphie receives is the 1940 Speedomatic model, indicating the movie does take place in December 1940. Different decoder badges were made each year between 1935 and 40, and by 1941 they were made of paper. So, there you go. Narrowed down. The movie does set in 1940. And uh, if you want to, and
2: this will blow your mind in terms of factoids. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the director, Bob Clark?
0: Not completely, but I was uh, definitely going to, uh, I can click the name. Well,
2: uh, he made a little movie called uh, Porky's. <laughs> you may have oh, heard of it. Oh, wow. Definitely
0: heard of that. Never <laughs> it's, realized. It's
2: kind of ironic that a guy that made, he's been at both ends of the spectrum. He's made kid movies. Or family-friendly type movies, and he's made smut movies.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he made uh, the Emperor's New Clothes in the '60s. Yeah, Breaking Point. Uh, 19... I brought him up because. Uh, oh my God! One of my w- one of the movies we discussed on um, Judd Nelson from the Hip, 1987 movie. One of my real one of my f- real like favorite Judd Nelson movies. Yeah. So yeah, Bob Clark's done some things. There you go. I mean, who hasn't seen Baby Geniuses?
2: Yeah. But I brought him up because uh, on the uh, DVD commentary of uh, A Christmas Story, he mentions that uh, the old man who's played by Darren McGavin in the film Mm -hmm. was originally supposed to be played by none other than Jack Nicholson.
0: Really? Now, what's funny is Darren McGavin is also in From the Hip. So, yeah, yeah,
2: he's worked, with, he's worked with Bob Clark a lot. Obviously,
0: a obviously, yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, how do you think, I mean, obviously Bob, he's expressed gratitude that he ended up with Darren McGavin. Because mm-hmm. he felt ultimately the way the film played out, he felt like nobody else could have did the role. Kind of like we were talking last week about how certain guys were born to play certain roles. Yeah, yeah. Now, how do you think Jack Nicholson would have done in, done in this role? You think it would have been like uh, he would have overacted it a little bit? I don't know, probably. he's been as subdued as uh, McGavin?
0: Probably not. I think the Darren McGavin probably was the best pick for the role. At the definitely was the best pick for the role at the time. Um, you know, do how do I think? I mean, Jack Nicholson. It would just would have been a lot different. It would have been a more serious movie. I think. Yeah, I mean, don't get me. You know, Jack
2: Nicholson is great, but it's just like you look at this movie, and obviously, it's not like a lot of big name people in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those movies where everybody just fit their roles perfectly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did. Definitely, everyone in this movie did. Okay, um, let me start with this right here. This is a 1983 movie. I said I was eight years old. I wasn't bullshitting. Uh, so, yeah,
2: folks, yes, you mark it down. Box was a young man at one yes,
0: point. Yes, yes, there there was a point. Uh, Christmas comedy film based on a short story and semi-fictional anecdotes of the author Gene Shepard who is also the narrator of the film. Uh, based on his book, a book called In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Uh, some, I know, what a good name. Some other ele- elements of the movie were put in from Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories. Uh, but yeah, this is now a Christmas classic. Uh, B-Megs in the chat is even asking, you know, how much money do you think Turner made off this movie? Well, since 1997, he's done a 24-hour uh Marathon of the movie, and it still goes on now, so yes. he probably makes a killing every year off this fucking movie
2: yes, <laughs> he makes a whole he makes a killing off that whole lot that turner library of movies that he brought back in uh want to say it was like eighty five eighty six
1: mm-hmm.
2: i don't know if you i don't you remember the uh turner uh movie classic channel from way back in the day I mean it's still around, but not as much as it used to be, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, but um you know, this, so yeah, Ted Turner has made a killing off of this movie also. Um, now, I know everyone's wondering, where does NYPD Blue fit into this for old smart-ass box man? Well, guess what? If uh, there was a bully in the movie, his name was Scut Farkas, not Scott, it was Scut, S-C-U-T, played by a gentleman named Zach Ward. Zach Ward actually did two episodes of uh, NYPD Blue season six and season uh, so season five and season six. Uh, he was actually in two episodes of NYPD Blue. Uh, let's see. He was in, I know one of them was Top Gum, which was a uh, season right at the end, right at the uh, end of season five when Bobby was getting sick. Another one called Dirty Laundry. When uh, I believe that was one or two shows left after that, Bobby, who played by Jimmy Smits, was gone. And fucking Rick Schroeder took over for him. So there you go. Zach Ward, who played the the bully, which we will talk about. The bully, Scut Farkas. So there you go. I've worked it in. You knew I would. You knew I would. And,
2: excuse me, Box, I have to take my shot
0: for your customary weekly NYPD Blue Rapper. There you go. And also, uh, just to show you how uh, powerful this movie has been over the years, the the house from A Christmas Story, uh, you can actually go to Michigan, and it is open year-round to the public for tours Directly across the street, there is actually a Christmas Story house museum. You can get props, costumes, memorabilia, uh, all kinds of rare rare photos and stuff behind the scenes. um, All kinds of things. You can look this up online. Just type in a Christmas Story house, and it gives you right where to go, when they are, and uh, they are obviously open a lot right now, so you can go visit this place and you can even get a red rider bb gun for yourself everybody That's right you know you want one I do too So there's that um you know basically you know obviously the main plot of this movie is uh, Ralphie played by Peter Billingsley does want a bb gun a red rider bb gun throughout the movie he's giving hints of how he wants the bb gun such as putting an R- a red rider ad in his mom's magazines uh, yes. <laughs> brings up at the dinner table that someone saw a grizzly bear down by the down by somewhere i mean He's doing everything he can, the poor kid, and at every turn he gets, you'll shoot your eye out.
2: Yes. Now, Box, let me ask mm-hmm. you, and I, and I can pose this question to the chat as well. Did this bring back memories? Did you ever try these little tricks and little kind of like Jedi mind tricks with the mom and the dad to try to get something that you really wanted, but for whatever reason, they wouldn't let you get it? Oh, of course.
0: Of course. I mean, and, and you know, the, 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 there was always the, uh, you know, if dad said no go ask mom. Hopefully she won't say no. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. M- mind tricks were always good. Little hints. Dude, I still use this shit. It's the easiest way to get stuff out of my parents. God, I hope they're not listening. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, I just so
2: screwed myself, if they are, man. Paul E. Boxman over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. Yeah, hopefully they're not listening, but, um you know but uh th- th- that's the obviously the main part of this movie you know what we just talked about there's uh them running home for the bullet from the bully every day uh, you know uh th- th- the father wins the major award which we will definitely get into the major award
2: yeah 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 the uh fragile yeah major award <laughs> yeah now
0: i am literally my fiancé knows this is my favorite movie. If you go look at my tree right now, there are legs, broken glasses, BB guns. I, I, I get all those when, when I see them at Walgreens after Christmas. <laughs> They're like two bucks for like <laughs> a ton of shit. I'll go get them after Christmas and keep them for next year or so. I have a ton of Christmas story para- uh, paraphernalia, if you will, on my tree.
2: I actually have a buddy. I actually have a friend that does that kind of stuff. They'll buy a bunch of shit out of season, and then laugh at them and laugh at the stupid fuckers that wait till Christmas season to get the trees and direct and direct decorations mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, in April and May, the Christmas decorations are going to be cheap as hell.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah.
2: But once you get to like November, this time of year, it's going to be like, oh shit. Oh yeah, I'm not paying it.
0: Yeah, it's it's always better after christmas to go buy stuff and we do it every year we go grab some stuff and it's great it helps you out for next year then you can get rid of it before you put it away at new year's kind of switch and out the you
2: box i don't want to be judged here have you ever done the artificial trees or are you like an old school gotta have a real tree
0: oh i have up a fake tree right now here, here's what we did about four years ago we bought a fake tree after christmas and we decided we would keep it because let's face it Sometimes getting a tree isn't in the old money cards. Yeah, and, yeah, it's like yeah, that's what people yeah, got. It's yeah. not about being cheap, but mm-hmm. sometimes, <laughs> like you said, Gunna. not it's
2: not in the plan. It's not meant to be. No,
0: no, 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 no. So we have one, and it already had lights on it. I think we paid like twelve dollars for it. It's like five five and a half feet high. Already has lights on it. You put it. To, you put the fucking thing together in five minutes. And, uh, you throw some decorations on it, and, uh, it's good enough. So, we could have afforded a tree this year, but, uh, fuck all that, dude. I'd rather get more for the kids than, uh, you know, spend 50 bucks on a a thing that I'm gonna throw away in a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, plus those thorns are a pain in the ass trying to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) that, and, you know, you gotta make sure
0: it's got water. I got a fucking dog. He wants to pee on it. He wants to drink the water.
2: Oh, oh! There's and, and, sugar
0: uh, in the water. If it dries out, the tree's gonna catch on unfu- fire. Oh, fuck all that! Plug in the goddamn and, tree.
2: And, and before we get back to the movie, because we are, fuck the assholes. I just want to, I just want to put put this out there. Fuck the assholes that you know the obnoxious assholes that keep their decorations up. They'll put them up in October. Keep that shit on till like January. F- fuck
0: you. Till fucking Valentine's Day. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs>
2: yeah you actually have people like that in philly that'll do like they'll decorate for every freaking holiday you'll you'll drive past their house on president's Day and see fucking flags like lit fuck you uh, yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> we got people in my neighborhood like that um every freaking holiday <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we got people in my neighborhood like that man, literally every holiday they they i mean Valentine's Day they got little hearts on their wall on their <laughs> door it's oh go fuck yourselves. Yeah, you think that's
2: kind of douchey to people that want to decorate for every minute holiday?
0: Yeah, I think it is, but, you know, then again, people probably think I'm douchey for not wanting to decorate on the fucking holidays, so, uh, whatever. But yeah, yep, Um, I, I, it's just easier for me to get the fake tree, but uh that's what I do. That is what I do. Uh, Weebs just posted a minute ago about the uh, film being in the National Film Registry. I mentioned that, Weebs. You should have been fucking listening, Weebs. Welcome back, Weebs. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Welcome back. If you were listening, you would have known I said that. But, um... Anyway, (laughs) back to the movie. I also want to bring up the, uh... little kid who played Randy, Ian Petrella. He was awesome in this fucking movie, too. Uh... Didn't do much after this movie. Um, I'll be honest; not a lot of people did much after this movie. Believe it or not, Zach Ward, who played the bully, might have actually done the most things out of anybody on this thing. Um, so
2: honestly, so you would say he out of everybody, including uh, I guess the parents, he was the most successful um, from a
0: Christmas story. Let me see here. Let me pull up Darren. Because I know
2: Peter Pillsy did some things, but. He just grew up to be a awkward, weird-looking kid.
0: Uh, that happens. Let's see. Zach Ward has... He's got 116 credits to his name and still acting as of this year. For him. Darren McGavin has... Let's see here. How many credits to his name? Come on, computer. I forgot he was in Billy Madison. He was the father. Uh, no, he's got 183. He's been acting a lot longer. I mean, he was in stuff for 1958, so he was working up all the way down there up until the day he died. Mm. So, yeah, Melinda Dillon, she's got her 59 credits. She did a few things. She did Harry and the Hendersons, a few things. So, uh, oh, real quick, you know, you
2: know how they say, you know how they say everybody has a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Darren McGavin. Who does he? You know, without me telling you, first I want to see if you can pick it up. Who does he look up like facially to you? Does he remind you of anybody? Oh, I'm not even sure. It came it was a movie that came out around the same time, a year or two before this. I don't know. Think Trading Places. Dan Aykroyd? No, Dra no, no 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 no.
0: Oh uh, what's that uh, uh uh Gleason. Paul Gleason? No 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 no. Alright, no, no, then no. just fucking tell me already this game sucks.
2: I, I gotta remember his name the uh what was the brothers names the brothers that they, they were in the scam I'm
0: oh mortimer and uh oh, yes thank you mortimer nice oh i guess he does look like one of those guys yeah yeah because i was
2: just i was just looking at his face because i got a uh picture of up of the uh post movie post and i'm like he reminds me of somebody and then I'm like yeah it's trading in places nice
0: Nice. Oh, this guy's doing a yeah, yeah. But Zach Ward, the, the 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 bully, is still acting today. Oh, he was just in Sharknado: Heart of Sharkness. Jesus, he did an episode of Mike and Molly recently. Wow. CSI New York, CSI Miami, Hawaii Five O, the new one, two thousand eleven. So yeah, he's done a ton of shit too. Col- Damn, this is two weeks in a row now where.
2: Guys that we thought kind of fell off the map were actually doing more than we thought they mm-hmm. were. Like, the bully in this one.
0: Buzz, last week we did Home Alone. Yeah, he's all over the place, too. But, yeah, this guy's been... My God, this guy's been doing acting, I mean, forever. I mean, he was in stuff before... Jesus Christ. His first movie, though, was A Christmas Story, in 1983, as Scott Farkas. So, this that was his first movie. And, uh... Looks like that was his first real acting credit to be honest with you. So
2: Oh yeah, and I uh, just to, uh go back to what I was talking about earlier. The guy I was comparing him to uh was uh, Donna Michi.
0: Okay. I, I believe he was Randolph. no he was uh Duke, uh, Duke uh, right no, here. Randolph, like he was a uh, Mortimer Mortimer Duke. okay. I knew there was uh, two of them there, so There we go. All right, now, uh, but yeah, 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 the 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 little brother in this movie was so good. Didn't have many lines, but just played the little character so good. Especially this uh the little, you know, one of the greatest scenes in the movie is probably in the beginning of the movie, and not not even ten minutes in, where they, Ralphie starts having a little a little daydream about if he had the BB <laughs> gun and. You know, mom didn't understand people, you know, how dangerous it is out there. People start raiding his house, and he walks in like the old cowboy, and, you know, all three of them, the the family's under the table shaking, and he comes in and saves them with the BB gun. Uh, You know what? Here, give me a second here. Back up, back up. Yeah. Fuck it. Here, I'm going to go ahead and do it.
2: Hey, Boxman, did this scene inspire your love of uh, guns? Uh,
0: Possibly. (laughs) Eight years old. Here, let's see here.
1: Really a raffle? Lucky I got a compass in the stack. Well, I think I better have a look here. Oh, he's <laughs>
0: not. The music. A bunch of people. Gangsters are sur. Prison break. Gangsters are surrounding the house. Uh, they're all running.
1: Yeah.
0: And these guys are selling a BB gunshot, by the way. The, all these guys could be like wrestlers. He's a dead eye, he? oh,
3: oh, oh, oh. Okay, Ralphie. You win this time, but we'll be back!
0: No, that's a great part in the movie there. Uh, probably one of the best scenes in the movie
3: but
1: if you do come back you'll be pushing up daisies
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know this whole movie like I said one of my favorite probably my favorite Christmas movie I will turn on TNT and just watch it all day
2: yeah I've been there I haven't watched it like that in a long time but when they used to they still do it like you said earlier every year I used to watch it literally like four, five, six times in a row. That's how good it was. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I start getting my, – my family does not like me when I do that. But uh, I put it on usually and watch it as much as I can till I start getting yelled at. Um, let's see here. Uh, Let me get a few – Things. What am I doing here? Where am I going? Where am I going? Uh, we had already said, you know, the house for this movie was in Michigan. Some of this movie was also uh, recorded in uh, Ontario. All the, sho- the school, the school, the school, the school scenes were all shot at uh, Victoria School in Saint Catharines, Ontario.
1: Nice, nice.
0: So you know, there's actually uh, here it is. In 2008, two fans from Canada released a documentary that visits every location used in the film. Their film is called Road Trip for Ralphie. Shot over two years includes footage of the filmmaker saving Miss Shield's blackboard from the garbage bin on the day the old Victoria School was gutted for renovation. Discovering the antique fire truck that saved Flick locating all the original costumes from the film and tracking down the real life location of the film's Chop Suey Palace in Toronto If everyone that's the last scene in the movie when they go to Chop Suey Palace yeah with the with the, with ducks. the duck which, yeah we'll get in all that so uh you know that's uh yeah that's pretty, that's pretty fucking cool right there uh now that red reader red rider bb gun was actually available in the beginning uh, beginning in 1938 and is still available today but uh, never in the exact configuration mentioned in the film the Daisy Buck Jones model did have a compass in the sundial in the and, and a sundial in the stock but the features were not included in the Red Rider model uh, the compass and the sundial were placed on Ralphie's BB gun but on the opposite side of the stock due to Peter Billingsley being left-handed. I never picked that up in the movie.
2: Now, Bob, we're always talking about things that are relatable in movies and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. A scene earlier in the movie, you brought up the little brother. Remember the uh, part where uh, I guess they were trying to get him to eat at the dinner table? Yes. Have you ever had those moments with your kids trying to get them to eat their vegetables or eat their meatloaf? You had to play like those mind tricks to get them to eat? Nope. That For some reason, that, that scene's always kind of stuck with me. as unintentionally funny. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> With the dad, basically, he basically threatened child abuse. God, I miss the,
0: yeah. God, I miss the old days. <laughs> I'll get him to eat. <laughs> I'll get him to get my plumber's helper and a wrench. I'll shove it down there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I,
2: little, I little subtle allusions to uh, ass whoopings back in the day oh. that
0: you don't see anymore in kids' like No, no, you can't do that shit anymore. And that was uh right right then is where he gets the uh, the gift the uh the leg but um you know another another classic scene is when they're getting Randy the brother little brother ready for school and he they put so many clothes on him oh yes
2: look if you're of a certain age we can all relate to uh-huh. that. We've all had those stories where we had to put on like twelve pounds of clothes when we left the house. Absol-
0: dude. I still, I'm, I do not like cold weather. I spent sixteen years in South Florida. I am a pussy when it comes to cold weather. I will admit it. I will not lie, but uh, I will put on layers of fucking clothes when I leave the fucking house in cold weather. I don't like being cold. But the kid had so many layers of clothes, he couldn't put his arms down. He couldn't get up when he was knocked down. But, um, yeah, that is hilarious. Now, after this part comes another. Now, I know everyone has heard this scene, um, probably done this scene. And I know everyone has used the words, triple dog dare you. In a in an argument, just to make someone laugh, uh, I I think I have to play the whole scene. Hold on a minute here, it's just a few seconds, ag- and we'll jump into that scene. I I I think that only justice that scene would have is playing the whole scene. Here we go. By the way, the scene I'm talking is. Your fucking tongue will get stung. We'll get stuck on a fucking flagpole if you stick it there when it's frozen. Here we go. You're
1: full of beans and so is your old man. Oh yeah. Yeah! Says who? Says me! Oh yeah! Yeah! I double dare you.
3: The exact exchange and nuance of phrase in this ritual is very important.
1: <laughs> Are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid
2: pole that's dumb. That's cause you know it'll stick. You're full of it. Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah! Well, I double dog dare you!
3: Now it was serious. A double dog dare. What else was left but a triple dare you? And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple really dog go. dare.
1: I triple dog dare you!
3: Mm. Schwartz created a slight
0: breach of etiquette by skipping the triple dare and
3: going right for the throat.
1: All right, all right.
0: Okay. And he does it, and he does get stuck. Uh, For those who haven't seen, I don't want to play too much as to YouTube, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, and again, I said in the beginning of the show, listen to the words, it's just so poetic, the way he uses the words telling the story of this movie, Um, you know, it's just perfectly narrated, in my opinion, (laughs) Yeah,
2: he has that, uh, he has like a Morgan Freeman, James Earl. Some people are just blessed with that voice that you can just, you could just listen to him read the yellow pages and be entertained and, and caught up in what they're saying.
0: Basically, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he's now stuck to the flagpole and, um, you know, they do have to call the fire department. We mentioned those kids actually found the fire truck that pulled up to uh, get old uh, Flick out of there. Yeah.
2: And it was also hilarious that after he did this and they realized that all the all shit we fucked up.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then like and, and Ralphie looks at him and go, "Don't leave me, don't me." He's like, "The bell,
0: the bell rang. He
2: just gave him the, "Eh, hey, well." <laughs> like, oh, that was some funny shit. That was.
0: That was really <laughs> That was
2: fucked up, but it was funny.
0: <laughs> that was some fucked up shit, but it was funny as hell. <laughs>
2: they just looked at him and like, "But we can't leave man. And then like, "But the bell rang." And they just left him.
0: <laughs> Yep. All right, here we go. One more part I want to play. We were talking about Scut Farkas. Why not just fucking play it?
1: Boy, you see how it stuck? Did it hurt, foot? Nah. I never felt the same. It just cut me up, God. You sure weren't falling. I never broke a baloney. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Scott
3: Farkas. Scott Farkas. What a rotten name! We were trapped. There he stood, between us and the alley. Scott Farkas staring out at us with his yellow eyes. He had yellow eyes, so help me, God, yellow eyes. Ah!
0: <laughs> we all had a kid little bitch like this in school. We all had a kid like this in school. Little bully motherfucker <laughs> who just loved to fuck with people.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I was looking at this and obviously this is the movie show, but this scene actually has like a little wrestling tie in. Have you seen the memes going around? They're a little old and dated, but they actually compare Farkas and his buddy to fucking Lesnar and, and Heyman. It's perfect. And it's like, honestly, the resemblance there, you can actually kind of picture a young Lesnar walking around with the uh, buckskin mm-hmm. hat, terrorizing the neighborhood. Absolutely. <laughs> and, then he, and ironically enough, he's still doing it. So some people never grow out of that nope, shit.
0: <laughs> never do. Never, ever grow out of it. Um, I, I
2: i don't see anybody. I, You know, if you see Brock, I was recommend walking the other way
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um now another you know plot in this movie uh turns out to be ralphie is also supposed to write a theme for school uh the theme being what i want for christmas now he's excited about this because he thinks this is his chance to let everyone know that he wants the Red Rider BB gun. And he thinks this is his chance to write a masterpiece on the Red Rider BB gun. Uh, you know, so that that's also another little subplot in the movie. Um, you know, him trying to write that. Uh, while he's... Right after writing that is where we find out his dad wins a major reward from a crossword puzzle he did. Um... You know, and uh, this is where the movie starts getting really, (coughs) really funny. Um, You know, uh, not that it wasn't before, but this is where it starts getting really funny because obviously the wife is jealous of the leg. Um,
2: Yes, and I I love the when the leg first comes. It's a lot, like I said. You know, you talk about the dialogue and the the nuances. Mm. When the leg first comes, like, come he's like, come in, bring it in, fellas. Watch the lady, watch the lady. Bring it in. He looks at the box fragily. And his wife just looks at him. You mean
0: fragile. Yeah, here. I'm you actually, mean, oh, I'm actually oh. at the part right now. Give me a sec. Yeah, we've got to play that sound, As soon as they turn it over. There's, uh... du- there we go.
3: Merry Christmas.
0: Get the crowbar and a hammer, Ralphie. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that
3: says fragile,
0: honey. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh oh yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. And and, and uh, I don't know. Call it my dirty mind, but I, I can actually envision myself in the Ralphie part when the leg comes out, and he's just mesmerized by it, and he just <laughs> the way he touched it, and his mom just said... <laughs> You almost want to say, "What the hell are you?" Well, doing? <laughs>
0: again, the poetry—the uh, only thing that could pull me away from electric sex gleaming in the window was a radio, You know, the the uh, the Little Orphan Annie radio show. The poetic, the poetic words that Gene Shepherd used in this movie uh, just, in my opinion, just don't get the credit. I mean, it, the movie itself is great for all its own reasons, but. Uh, here, we'll get to that part in a second i'll 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 play that here hold on It's right and uh while you're doing yeah, that um good oh here i'll play
3: it then. From out here. it could be seen up and down cleveland street the symbol of the old man's victory if he won that it's a major award hey. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes, it was 645. Only one thing in the world could have dragged me away from the soft glow of electric sex gleaming in the window. There it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, I wanted to drop a little background no, on real you.
2: We I, I gotta... talked about uh, Gene, Gene uh, Shepard being like so influential. Yeah,
0: I need a second. He's... Go ahead and talk.
2: Uh, Gene Shepard actually influenced one of the uh, greatest comedians of our time, that being Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, in the season six DVD set commenting on the episode titled The Gymnast, Jerry Seinfeld said this of Gene Shepard, he really formed my entire comedic sensibility. I learned how to do comedy from Gene Shepard. Furthermore, the name of Seinfeld's third child is Shepard, in honor of Gene
0: Shepard. Hmm. Uh, hey, Box, welcome back. I had tell- Asked my son. Okay. Yeah, said, asked my son to let my dog out. Thank you. Oh, your dog. Yeah, my dog was barking. <laughs> That's what we're calling it now. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, literally, my dog was barking at the back door. <laughs> gotcha.
2: No, uh, you didn't miss much. Basically, I was uh, alluding to the fact that uh, you talked about how uh, Jerry. I'm sorry, uh, Gene Shepherd was such a wordsmith, mm-hmm. and I uh, brought up the fact that he actually influenced one of the greatest comedians of our time. Can you guess who that might be? No. Uh would be Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that does make sense. Yeah, I'm going to guess I'll repeat it for you real quick. In the Season 6 DVD set commenting on the episode titled The Gymnast, Jerry Seinfeld said this. He uh, really formed my entire comedic sensibility. I learned how to do comedy from Gene Shepard. Furthermore, the first name of Seinfeld's third child is Shepard. On January twenty third, 2012, the Paley Center for Media, formerly the Museum of Television and Radio, presented a tribute to Shepard. Seinfeld was interviewed for the hour and discussed how Shepherd and he had similar ways of humorously discussing minor incidences in life. He confirmed the importance of Shepherd on his career. Wow. That's so could you I mean yeah, it's like and, and come to think of it, when you watch Seinfeld episodes, you can kind of see like hmm, you can see like the Gene Shepherd connection.
0: You know Yeah, you kinda can. Now that I think about it, that, that, that actually makes sense. Yeah, just, you know, the way he words some of his stuff. And uh, that's pretty cool. Um, Weave's also throwing out his usual factoids in the old chat room here. Mixer.com slash THD podcast. Film first aired on television on HBO. 1985 quickly attracted a growing following. And in 1988, the the then fledgling, fledgling Fox aired the film the night after thanksgiving i actually remember the night they aired this film after thanksgiving believe it or not i do remember that and i remember watching it the night after thanksgiving at my house with my with, with my parents and everything so oh so this was a pre-drinking box oh, dude, so yeah of course i was 11 you're years 11. old at this point so <laughs> No, I was uh let's see it was five years than i eleven twelve yeah, thirteen years old, yeah, 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 not yet, not yet, a couple more years down the road, maybe, but uh not yet, not yet, we're still doing good, so um, yeah, that's another one now, me and you were talking a little bit before the movie, then we'll get back into the movie in a, in a second here. We we're talking a little before the movie about a couple of sequels that were made. Um, about this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: the one I heard about and I just refused to see. Just, and, and it's nothing personal, guess, but it's just like when you try to make a movie, and plus it was a straight to DVD, a Christmas story mm-hmm. too, and it's just like, you no, know, it's like picking the bones off of a dead carcass. Like, come on, it's a certain, I don't know about you, Box, I don't want to speak for you, but for me, certain movies are not meant to have sequels. Um, this is one of, a Christmas story is just, to me,
0: a christmas story yeah but it is it is this movie never should have been messed with they they did do another a sequel to this movie um i've actually seen it it's called my summer story uh really there's no none of the um old cast in this movie except for a couple of people uh ralphie's teacher uh miss shields is the same person and um that's really it that's it uh gene shepherd is still the narrator as the voice of uh, adult ralphie but uh it's a little summer story where uh, literally it's just a story about what happens in the summer it's kind of the same thing but it's in the summer uh, i saw it once not that great uh, a series of television films involving the parker family also from the shepherd stories uh, were made by PBS. One called Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss.
1: Yeah. I'm not even going from it's... there.
0: Um, a couple more were tried. Uh, obviously in 2012, Anthony just mentioned the other sequel of Christmas Story 2. That movie did, um, go directly to video, directly to DVD in 2012. Uh, all filmed in Canada so but there has been one stage play in um done so in November 2012 a Christmas story the musical based on the film mm-hmm. opened on Broadway and uh it's actually doing good it's still going so but yeah yeah there was definitely a few sequels made um another i guess you could call it subplot to the movie is um, Ralphie also gets out at one point when his father gets a flat tire to help him and ends up saying the mother of all curse words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, let's... Here, let's go. Oh, like this. Here, I want to put the nuts in it. Okay, there
1: we go. And we got it. Ha ha ha! Here we go. There we go. <laughs>
3: oh, for one brief moment I saw all the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic, and then they were gone.
1: Oh fudge.
3: Only I didn't say fudge. I said <laughs> the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. What did you say? Um, that's what I thought you
0: said. In the car. <laughs> an- an- another epic scene in the movie oh yes, yes. yeah
2: yes uh, and this brought back flashbacks because you know box you know i know we i know we crack jokes about you know your age and stuff but i i still came i was like towards the end, tail end of that era but you know when i even when i was com- coming up as a kid you still had to watch your mouth and things you said especially around like you know grandparents parents because they, they weren't afraid to fucking be the kid <laughs> If you said the wrong thing at the wrong time.
0: No, no, no. I was a little shocked. I mean, we 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 said before this movie was set in the nineteen forties. Surprised there wasn't a little beating in this movie, but hey, wouldn't be a Christmas movie if there was beatings in the goddamn movie. So, I guess they decided to let it go. But um, you know they once again, but they do white
2: families and black families. Right,
0: but they do wash out his mouth with soap, um, and of course after that brings Ralphie to another little daydream where he, you know, no child didn't think he was going to be stricken blind by the age of 20 because of soap poisoning, you know, another great, uh, great little scene. I'm not going to play that whole scene, but, uh, another great one where he, you know, tries to another one where he smiles because his parents are all loving him. Obviously the kid just wants some attention. Um, even tries to... Uh, but, uh, you know, literally, in my opinion, this whole movie could be just played every... The whole movie is just epic, in my opinion.
2: Yes. Now, obviously, you know, uh, this goes back to, uh, I guess, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and they actually played it every Thanksgiving, and that's obviously more of a Thanksgiving movie than a Christmas mm-hmm. movie. They experimented with doing a Christmas story on Thanksgiving, but they typically keep it closer towards the actual Christmas Mm -hmm. holiday. Now, if they ever got back to that, what would you be watching box on Thanksgiving? Would you stick with your tradition? Or would you say, eh, I gotta gotta flip the script and watch a Christmas story this time Um,
0: around? I'd probably watch a Christmas story. (laughs) I I, I can watch either of them anytime I want, luckily. But uh, I'd probably watch a Christmas story. (laughs) Absolutely love this movie. Um, You know, we brought up to the uh, decoder ring, which is how we, you know, kind of uh, deciphered what year this movie was, you know, set in. He does finally get the decoder ring, and finally gets the message, and is so disappointed when the message is nothing but a commercial. Nothing but here. It was almost clear.
3: Yes, 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 yes. Be sure to drink your Oval Teen Oval
1: A crummy commercial?
0: <laughs> so disappoint <of a> <laughs> Son of a bitch. he says. I went out
3: yes. to face the world again. Wiser. <laughs>
2: Yes, there was a lot of subtle language in this movie. I like. Yeah, there was.
0: There was a lot of little subtle little hints and language and stuff like that. Um,
2: okay, smartass. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> now, right after this part, I, 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 you know what? I think I have to. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to play this just just for the the sheer. We talked about the major award, the lamp that was won. Yes. Um,
2: Classic lamp, by the way. All, all of the fellas that's listening yeah.
0: right now, you have
3: to get one of these lamps. Here we go. What happened next was a family controversy for years.
0: Uh oh. What could have happened? What was that what
1: I, broke.
3: I don't know what happened. I was watering my plant, and I broke your lamp.
0: Broke the lamp. Oh, my Lord. The lamp is broken. Uh, oh he broke the lamp. Divorced a bit. Divorce the bitch. Divorce. I believe if this were nowadays, he would have. He would have probably no. done that um yeah
2: because she obviously you know clearly because they kind of set in in motion that she hated the lamp from jump street So yeah clearly this was done on purpose
0: yeah
2: and that's a divorceable offense hey well then again you know not condoning anything but this would have been around that time period where uh, once again casual abuse was tolerated (laughs) more so than it is today you know what the whole honeymoon is referenced bang, boom, zip yeah, I mean, to the moon, Alice. I mean, let's face
0: it, it was 1940s, and we're like, yeah, you broke my lamp. I'm gonna slap you, bitch. Come here. <laughs> Come here with yeah. those gabs. Yeah.
2: But they would the way they would have said it, though, it's almost charming in yeah. a way.
0: Yeah, now, obviously, <laughs> he was very sad. Uh, Ralphie even says at one point he wasn't sure, but he thought he heard taps being played outside, quietly, softly so uh you know she uh she broke the lamp and um you know that goes to another scene in this movie that just crushes ralphie again you know we've we've said before life is full of disappointments and um obviously we're we're not racing our children to be very prepared for these but um this poor kid just reaches disappointment after disappointment and this is another thing that another sound bite that should always go off in your head when you when you hear or see the word C++ plus
1: disappointed in the margins
0: oh, this is it
3: no. C++ plus. oh no it can't be
1: C++ plus? C++ plus. <laughs> C++ <plus. laughs>
0: and of course
3: oh no you shoot your eye out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: My mother must have gotten a Miss Shields. There could be no other explanation. you shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: This poor yeah, kid. Yeah. Since you're on this scene, this kind of brought back a flashback to a uh, sixth grade for me. I I had a bitch of a teacher like that, and uh, like we had a man <laughs> test, and nobody did particularly well mm-hmm. on it. So, this bitch, Miss Glass, I'll never forget that fucking name, (laughs) decides to uh, stand in the front of the class and kind of have us in like a semicircle as she reads out all the grades and tosses the uh, test on the ground. So she hears this, fuck you, Miss Glass. Continue, box.
0: (laughs) Damn, that was mean. Alright.
2: That was just like fucking yeah, that, I don't know. That, that that I mean it's no need for that. It wasn't even even as like eleven, twelve years old, I knew like it's no need for that.
0: Yep. Yeah, that, no no no, not at all. Um on the heels of this disappointment, Ralphie um starts walking a little bit and runs into the bully scut Farkas and Grover Gill. Um but Ralphie sort of snaps this time, uh, ends up tackling Scott Farkas after... Here we go, hold on. This is another one of my favorite uh, little lines here. Hold on here.
1: I'd like a snowball sandwich. Maybe like another one.
3: Listen, jerk, when I tell you to come, you better come.
1: What, are you going to cry now? Come on, cry baby, cry for me, come on, cry.
3: Deep in the recesses of my brain, a tiny red hot little flame began to grow. <laughs>
0: Ralphie loses his shit on nice. this kid. Loses his shit. He's cursing. He's, I mean, really, I, you can't really make out what he's saying, which is part of it. But, um, you know, his mother comes to get him. And, of course, we can all all relate to this one being a kid. Wait till your father gets home. Um and you know he he's just sitting there after his mother come and gets him. I mean, glasses fell off. Uh, he didn't know his brother grabbed grabbed, grabbed his glasses and ran. As got his got got uh, the her, the mother, but um, you know, but he's waiting for his dad to get home. His brother is in the in the cabinet <laughs> hiding because daddy's gonna kill Ralphie. <laughs>
2: And, uh, and, yeah, this is back in the days. You figure, like, you had a father that was working, like, a, a 9 to 5 or a 14, 15-hour job, grunt work, making next to nothing. So he's already pissed off and irritable as it is. Yeah. Then he got to come home and hear more shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, That's an answer. But, um... This actually doesn't. Uh, this is a, a kind of a touching moment in the movie where he realizes that uh, he's not going to die. And uh, mom kind of helps him. What the hell? Let's your play glasses? it all. I'll fucking play the whole movie for all I care. Did you lose your glasses again?
3: Uh, Kelsey? Remember, um, you, you left these on the radio again. Now uh, try not to do that anymore. Uh, so,
0: what else happened today?
3: Oh,. Nothing much. Uh, Ralphie had a fight.
0: A fight? What kind of a fight?
3: Oh, you know, how boys are. I uh, gave him a talking to. I, I see that uh, the Bears are playing Green Day on Sunday.
0: Here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zoodock's got tickets. I wish I had. Here we go. Oh, well, it freezes off out there. Hmm? <laughs> Uh, back of the I
3: slowly began to realize I was not about to be destroyed.
0: <laughs> the Chicago Bears. Terror of the Midway. The From then on, things were different. Obviously, he was Mama's boy. And uh, I think he realized it at that moment in the movie. But uh, always a good moment in the movie. Um, and this is also the moment in the movie where he realizes... Holy shit, there's one person I forgot to ask for a BB gun.
1: Santa!
2: Fucking Santa, man! Yep.
0: So, yeah. Matter of fact, here, I think I can pop that up here.
3: Got Farkas Affair. As a this good market's affair was pushed out of my mind as I struggled for a way out of the impenetrable BB gun web in which my mother had me trapped.
1: Santa! Yeah, ah, uh, Santa!
3: Of course, what? Santa! The big man, the head honcho, the connection! <laughs> my mother had slipped up this time. <laughs> my mother had slipped up this
0: time? <laughs> um you know another great line in the movie and obviously and this is where the parade scene happens and they do go to see santa um and the line is long as hell this is the weirdest santa seeing i've ever seen uh where they go down the big slide and everything i've never seen have you ever seen a santa set up like that where you have to go down a slide after you see santa never Me never never uh the parade is you know there's mickey mouse there's wizard of oz which obviously was you know huge probably way up into the 40s it's still still a big movie today um you know there's running around but uh all ralphie wants to do is go see santa before the line gets long and the line is huge of course when he gets there but this is a scary santa and he also is in line behind a very weird kid who just keeps telling him what he likes with a big smile on his face uh but he does finally get up there to see santa and he blanks the poor kid and i've been saying it before fuck it we're gonna play this scene too screw it let's do it oh, fuck. Come on.
3: <laughs> Come on up, come on up there. Ho, ho, ho. 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 And what's your name, little boy? Hey, kid. Hurry up, the store's closing. Come on. Listen, little
1: boy, we've got a lot of people waiting here, so get going.
3: What do you want for Christmas, little boy? Uh, My mind had gone blank. Frantically, I tried to remember what it was I wanted. I was blowing it, blowing it.
0: Come on, kid. How about a nice uh, football? Football?
3: Football? Football? What's a football? (laughs) Without conscious will, my voice squeaked out. Football. Football! Okay, get him out of here a football oh no okay, what was I doing baby. wake up stupid wake up no <sighs> <sighs> no no I want an officer red right out of the car when I shoot you in a
1: jet my oh.
3: lay rifle <laughs> you'll shoot your eye out kid
0: Aww. Merry
3: Christmas Ho, ho,
0: ho! you'll shoot your eye out kid that obviously is the theme through the whole movie that you'll shoot your eye out uh i don't know if anyone else had ever heard that excuse but i actually did from my mom when i was a kid but uh i i had <laughs> now box
2: anyway. uh i don't know to the best of your knowledge because you were around around mm-hmm. this time <laughs> i wasn't this movie came out a good year and a half before i was actually okay. born but, um, would you say this is one of the first movies that actually portrayed Santa in, like, a borderline negative, I-don't-give-a-fuck type of light? Because, um, I mean, because I, I can't picture any movie that came out before this that would have presented Santa as, like, a fuck-the-kids type of, like, you know, I'm just trying, I'm just here for the paycheck.
0: There could have...
2: Because that's how this Santa kind of came across. Yeah, there
0: could have been one, but this, uh, this is probably the first one I remember that kind of had the creepiest, the creepy Santa, but, um...
2: You could tell, like he didn't want to be there. He's just like trying to get. Well, the he even shit says over he with.
0: thinks I'm working a minute past nine o'clock. Kiss my foot, but um, <laughs> you know, and obviously this is uh, this is when people used to put their 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 Christmas trees up on Christmas Eve. Not, yeah. you know,
2: not, not not October not not uh, fucking October first. <laughs> not fucking the
0: day after Thanksgiving. You know, how many people I know put their the day after Thanksgiving they put up their tree.
2: Now, I guess you know since you brought it up, Box. In your opinion, what's an appropriate time to decorate your home? What to start the process? I,
0: I it, w- wait for December. At least wait wait till December first. December is fine. I literally I knew probably six different friends who, on Thanksgiving, their family would decorate the tree before they left the house because the family was all together. It was the easy way to do it. Yep. Thanksgiving Day. And
2: did they have the whole old deal, like, you know, where somebody hangs the star and trim the tree and all that oh, yeah. kind of shit?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's
2: like, you don't see too many people that like, do that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, trees pretty much go on sale right before Thanksgiving. Because yeah. a lot of people do get the tree Thanksgiving. Yeah. Some people go buy their tree Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it, man. But, uh,. Yeah, yeah, then they do put up their tree, and they're trying to get the kids to bed. Um, You know, uh, but they do wake up, and uh, the kids are opening their presents. Ralphie is frantically looking around the tree for something that resembles a BB gun box. Uh, Finally gets all his presents open. Now he also has to try on an outfit during this from, what was it, Aunt Clara? Hold on a second. Who was it? Chris. Didn't I get a tie this year? Here we go.
1: Wow! Whoopee! A zeppelin? A
0: can of Simon eyes.
3: Ralphie, what Aunt Clara, Aunt Clara you I was everybody? right.
0: Now... Aunt Clara sent him a pink bunny costume, which he he does not want to go try on, but does. Dad makes him take it off. It is a ima- it looks like a big pink nightmare. <laughs> so uh, that's another great scene in the movie. Um, but obviously, he doesn't see the BB gun, and again disappointment he's disappointed he's disappointed um but as they're relaxing and all the presents are open it's nice and quiet uh, i don't know many people that have wine after opening the presents but his parents are drinking wine probably fucking <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning and they're fucking downing wine jesus christ it's jeez- its Jesus, it's hey, Jesus hey. juice, you know. Uh, anyway, um, the father starts peeking around, and I—you I, uh, know uh, All right, fuck
2: it, I'll do it. Look, I mean, I look at it like fuck it. If we're going to put piss off you two, we might
0: as well go yeah, all here the way. We go where right it. now. Oh. Hey, that's so funny. What's that over there behind the desk? Where? Oh, behind the desk, against the wall over there. Why don't you go check it out. Hmm. I'm not going to make everyone live through the suspense of it, but um, you know the father does this little trick to him, and he does go over. He does find the BB gun, and you can, uh, in my opinion, maybe being a dad is part of this, but you can see the best part of this scene is the look on the father's face when he's looking at the look on his son's face, of how happy he is. Before he even opens the box, he knows what it is. Um, And, you know, he's ripping the box open. He loads up the BB gun, and uh, he's just ear to ear, smiling. Um, You know, I don't know if you've ever asked for something you didn't think you were going to get and actually got it.
2: No, I've I've been pretty fortunate that way. I mean, there were times where I would get the diversionary tactics, Is I'm sure you got as a kid, is a lot of people listening to this show got as kids where you'll get like a big box and you open it and it's like sweaters or fucking socks. And and it's like you you, you try to get that little like, gee, thanks. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, when you're you're like a kid, one of the worst things you could get is fucking clothes or socks or a sweater. It's like, it's a good practical gift as you look Mm -hmm. back on it. But at the time, you're like, where the fuck is my games? Where is this? Where's, where's the fucking Red Ryder BB anything,
0: gun? Anything. And I mean, there, are
2: any, any, Anything that a kid can play with and get enjoyment I mean, out yeah, of. Yeah, yeah.
0: Clothes with... I, I, I got to tell you, when I was a kid, I hated opening up the boxes. I hated the little thin square boxes. You knew what they were.
2: <laughs> yeah, if it don't rattle, I'm like, you're already... It's like, even as a kid, I would mentally prepare myself. Yeah. For the disappointment, you would shake the box. If you don't hear anything rattling, it's like, eh, it's a f- fucking sweater, yeah. a bag of socks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, and, yeah. And, now, it's wrote wrote away. now oh, sorry about that. Now, a- another part of this movie we forgot to mention was one of their neighbors, the Bumpuses, have dogs. Crazy, big hound dogs. Um... And, uh, you know, as Ralphie finally goes outside, he's playing with his BB gun. And why he was shooting at a big sheet metal thing, I'll never understand. But the BB gun does ricochet back, hit him, break his glasses, and he damn near shoots his eye out. Uh, So, you know, of course, the thing going through the whole movie, you'll shoot the eye out, you'll shoot the eye out. You'll shoot your eye out. Does actually come true, but Ralphie in his genius, and fuck it, let's do it. Glasses.
3: My glasses. Oh no, where are my glasses? That's
0: after he breaks his glasses. Here. Me One more second. He broke the glasses. Here we go.
1: Oh no.
3: For a moment I thought I'll fake it. They'll never know the lens is gone.
1: Oh, no.
3: Rapidly, my mind evolved a spectacular plot. Let's see, uh, uh, an icicle, yeah, falls off the garage and hits me in the eye. It would work. It had to work.
0: Quickly, I whipped up some tears. <laughs> Another one of my favorites. Quickly, I whipped up some tears. <laughs> uh, and it does work. It does work. Um, this is, uh, another, but another little, uh, thing. He's up there. Mommy's cleaning him up, paying attention to him, and he looks at the camera and gives the quick smile. Then looks back at mom, and the tears are flowing again. Um, just another little cute thing in the movie. We've all worked our parents like this the old fake cry. This is what really happened because you didn't want to get caught doing something. Um, And obviously he didn't want to lose his BB gun the first few minutes he had it out there. Uh, Now, the reason I bring up the dogs is because in the next little scene in the movie, these dogs get in the house and destroy the turkey. Now, uh, one of the scenes before this tells about how The father is a turkey connoisseur. He loves turkey. Just a turkey man. The dogs destroy the turkey. And, you know, he screams. Of course, he yells.
1: (laughs) So,
0: the turkey is ruined completely. Here we go. Hold on one second. Here we go.
3: The heavenly aroma still hung heavy in the house, but it was gone, all gone. No turkey, no turkey sandwiches, no turkey salad, no turkey gravy, turkey hash, turkey a la king, or gallons of turkey soup. Gone, all gone.
0: <laughs> all right. Everybody upstairs, get dressed. We are going out to eat. Okay. And and, and I have to play the guys, the Chinese guys singing in this uh, in this movie. Um, now, again, this is the Chop Suey Palace, which we said before was in Canada. Um, and, you know, obviously if you look on the left, there's a sign on the Chop Suey Palace. It says bowling. So you can also bowl at the... At the Chop (laughs) Suey Palace, somehow. Um, But, uh, you know, they go in. It's probably the only place they could find open, which is what they're alluding to. I mean, it's Christmas fucking day. And um, so they go here, and the singing in this is probably some of the best...
3: La 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 la. <laughs> Sing like this. Deck the horse with bows of holly. Fa la 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 la. Try again. Try again. Deck the halls <laughs> with boughs of holly.
0: So fucking stereotypical! It shouldn't be this yes. funny, but it's hilarious.
2: Casual racism for the whole family to enjoy. I'm surprised they didn't have a scene with four brothers standing around a trash can with fire coming out of it. singing. <laughs> this... I mean, like, oh, come on, nice, man! They doing
0: that shit yet. This was the '40s, bro. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, uh... man, they
2: would have found a no way to fit it in. It was the '80s. They could have found no a no way to yeah, squeeze yeah, it in. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, eh, yeah, you're right. It's the '40s, but yeah. still. I'm surprised there weren't any subtle hints to uh, Pearl Harbor, which we just celebrated that anniversary well, recently. Well,
0: this was in 1940, if I'm not mistaken. Pearl, was, Pearl Harbor was in 1945, 3, 5?
2: Yeah, it was 40 or 41, wasn't it? Decemb- I know it was 20? December 7. Oh, I'm
3: looking it up. I, I, I yeah, really believe
0: there, that was yeah, like 1940. Yeah, you you 40, can look 40. that up. I'll uh, keep playing because we we uh, this isn't the only song. We get another one.
3: Sing something else.
1: All that. Jingle, growl,
3: jingle, growl, jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. Oh, my
0: fun is to ride in horsey open sleigh. sleigh. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. One horsey he open sleigh. sleigh. Oh. Uh, oh, sorry. we too far off, actually.
2: Uh, Pearl Harbor was December 7th, 1941.
0: Okay, 1941. So, yeah, they couldn't have really brought up any in this movie. The movie was based in 1940. What hadn't happened yet, according to the movie?
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird because I guess Gene Shepard and about uh, the, uh, they were going for they wanted to be uh, ambiguous about when it actually when the movie occurred, but they wanted it to be like around the 1930s, early 1940s. Right. So they deliberately never made any reference to what year it was. Right but uh based on like different reports and people that have reviewed the movie over the years they're guessing that it was supposed to be somewhere between like I guess early to mid 40s well
0: like I said the uh Dakota ring is the, the Dakota ring is the main thing that gives it away look I mean look at the cars they're driving the way they're dressed uh the stores the the things that are popular during the parade you know like I said you know uh Wizard of Oz Things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And, you know, like I said, the, the decoder ring is what main, most people are going by because it was different, a d- different decoder ring after that. And after 1940, they were all made from paper. So I guess that's how they're deducting when the uh, timeline yeah. is. But um, I don't know. It's, yeah. it, it really, it doesn't actually say. So I guess it's kind of like the... Uh, I guess the true setting to this movie is kind of like the um kind of like What's in the Briefcase in Pulp Fiction, you know? <laughs> Leave it up to your imagination. Um now the movie ends where they uh after the after the singing the duck comes to the table and um air. They're screaming. Oh, oh, yes. It's a beautiful duck, yes. It it, it really is. uh, uh, But you see... uh, It's
1: smiling
0: at me. The duck's head is gone. And again, in this whole scene, if you watch this movie, rewind it a couple times, watch the little brother in this scene he is an actor's actor in this scene. He is so excited, so happy. But um that's it right there, and I guess uh here we'll end the movie with the uh this Come on, start talking Wreck the wrong way, rah <laughs> rah, yeah, raw a- rah
2: rah, 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 rah.
0: So he does, yeah, I forget. I'm not even going to bother. He does actually end up, you know, uh, obviously, we talked about a lot of subplots in this movie. The bully, he takes care of the bully. The only thing that doesn't get taken care of in this movie is the dogs that they talk about. They still ruin the day.
2: And uh, real quick, I didn't have that exact thing happen to me, but I actually have a weird story about dogs that kind of terrorize the neighborhood. Because uh, I don't know who did it. It was had to be some fuckers. Some people shouldn't have animals. If you're not going to take care of them, you shouldn't fucking invest in them to begin with. I swear, it had to be a person that literally abandoned these two big-ass dogs. pit bulls, whatever. And what happened was, they literally would terrorize the neighborhood. So you could be walking around. You could be walking up your block and out of nowhere, hur, hur, hur.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> and and they would literally come out and they would be hiding in the cut. And they would come out of nowhere and chase your Jeez. ass down. And like we had, a, we actually had a house. It was a house across the street from me that was wasn't abandoned, but it was like on a market. Oh, wow! So they would literally post up on like the lawns because we have like those inclined wow. lawns in the neighborhood. So they would literally post up on them. So you literally had people that were literally scared to come oh, out of their house. Crazy. That's because the oh, it, it was terrible. It was. So finally obviously you call the ASPCA to kind of you gotta pick these dogs up, man. It, you can't you can't it, you can't walk out, you know, you can't walk at your house. You got kids, you got old ladies on the block. I lit I was walking with protection for a minute. I had like a big ass stick. <laughs> it, it it was just insane. So I, I could actually relate to that scene where he's actually trying to get into his house with yeah. the dogs, and it's like, get the fuck away from me. He beat, beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't. Luckily, it never got to that point because I'm an animal person. I love, I lo, especially right. dogs. But, you know, it, it gets to a point where it's just like, hey, it's either them or me.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, all right. As we usually do, a little bit of trivia after the movie um, the scene in which Flick's tongue was uh, stuck to the flagpole, a hidden suction tube was actually used to safely create the illusion that his tongue had frozen to the metal. Pretty tricky for back in the 80s. Uh, Now, we did say that um, the house, I did say this at the beginning of the show, the house was um, actually, right now you can go and tour it. In 2005, that home was actually put up on eBay, an avid fan of the movie purchased it directly from the seller for 150000 He spent uh, a year restoring it to, to the way it looked right on the way to the screen. And then uh, nice. in November 2006, the home opened its doors. He spent another $500,000 to add the uh, gift shop and museum. So, wow. you know, that's just a... Huge fan of the movie, obviously with a lot of extra money, bought the house, and that's why you can go see it today, opening year-round, not just during Christmas.
2: Now, admit it, admit it Box. If you, had, if you had the money to spare, you would buy like a set piece from NYPD Blue or the police station or the set that they use for the police I'll,
0: station? I'll, if I could get a badge from NYPD Blue, I'd spend whatever I could fucking afford. Absolutely. Something from that show, man, would be awesome. Pretty much any fucking cop show. I, I, I don't know, man. I just love fucking cop shows. I don't know why.
2: No, I mean, seriously. Maybe you should do that for a theme for one of your birthdays. Or just do like a regular part like with an NYPD blue yeah. theme. I would actually come to
0: that. That would probably be cop fun. Cop shows. I could do anything like that. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Let's get a few more of these out. Uh, according to Peter Billingsley, Young Ralphie, in the DVD commentary... The nonsensical ramblings that Ralphie was screaming while beating up Scut Farkas were scripted word for word. So, that wasn't him. He just rattled off what they had uh, said for him right there. That's pretty cool. Uh, Ralphie says that he wanted a Red Rider BB gun in this movie 28 times. 28 times fucking times and the movie's literally only like an hour and a half so wow uh although now the film is considered to be a christmas classic at the time according to peter billingsley not many major studios were interested in a post-depression era story about a little boy wanting a bb gun for christmas Billingsley also stated in an interview that director Bob Clark had to agree to make a horror film for the studio in order to get a Christmas story made. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Uh this movie supposedly created uh was the inspiration for creating the Wonder Years. Uh ah.
2: mm-hmm. Now, did you ever did you ever watch that show?
0: And I have it. I have all all the seasons.
2: I actually have to get around to watching that cuz it's like honestly, I, I caught it here and there over the years, but the, the only thing I honestly remember from the from that show was the song. The song is catchy as yeah. hell, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Well, that's Joe Cocker. I don't yeah. know if you know who he is, but that's who's singing.
2: I've heard the name. I can't say I'm overly well, familiar with Well, he sings
0: it. that song, you know, "High with Little Help from My Friends." He sings a ton of fucking songs, but he's he's a great fucking singer. He does weird shit on stage. Um, I think he's still alive. I believe he is. Uh, Will Wheaton. Uh, I don't know if anyone, if you don't don't know who he he is, who he is. Uh, Watch a little movie called Stand By Me. He's the main character in that movie. He did audition for the role of Ralphie, but obviously Peter Billingsley beat him out. So, you know, uh, let's see here. What other good ones we got? Ralphie was supposed to be nine, but Peter Billingsley who played him was 12, so they changed the age in the movie so he could be more to the role uh, and the Oldsmobile in the movie is a 1937 Model 6. So, obviously, you know, that keeps with the to- the, the settings of the times. Uh, and it does say here that was the film debut of Zach Ward, who played Scott Farkas, who was the guy in NYPD Blue in two shows. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah I like how you smooth you kind of slip that in That was real smooth and, boss. And, you
0: know we noticed before that Ralphie's father in in the IMDB is not credited uh or not you know billed as Ralphie's father by any name, the name for his father is the old man Parker. His name in this movie is never once mentioned. It is just called yeah. the Old Man
2: you know what his name was in the movie a pronoun your fa <laughs> your father my old man <laughs> that was basically it pronouns adjectives
0: nouns <laughs> wow yeah. yeah so uh and by the way the uh neighbor who i was playing when when uh the father is outside trying to guide the wife on where to send that you know where to move the award to the guy that's out there talking in the southern accent to him that is actually bob clark the director of the movie so yeah uh-huh. yeah the guy, damn hell he you he won that that's bob clark right there doing that
2: oh thanks Weeves. so uh john robert joe cocker you see may 20th 1944 to december 22nd uh-huh. 2014 Age I seventy
0: wrong joke. So rest Kri- in peace to him. Died. Um let's see, war uh Weebs actually put out some more stuff. I was waiting to kind of finish the movie to get to. More films that were uh in nineteen eighty three. Wow. Dude, this is like a this was like of a, 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 a who's who of films. Terms of Endearment, Cujo. Now this is where it starts getting. Trading places, one of my favorites. Risky Business. One of my favorites. War Games. You fucking have to watch it. National Lampoon's Vacation. Star Wars. The Return of the Jedi. Uh, the Outsiders. Talked about that movie before. The Right Stuff. The Dead Zone. Octopussy. Eh? Superman 3. Flashdance. Eddie and the Cruisers. Fuck yeah. Christine and DC Cab. Dude. Wow. Did DC get that's obscure? I as actually fuck. believe it or not, I watched that movie about two weeks ago. It was on cable. I have that movie. I know it's an obscure movie. I love that movie. Matter of fact, come January we should probably do that movie.
2: Yeah, I honestly I think uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do like uh we're gonna pick up maybe Jane maybe fucking do January. It'll be like obscure movie. yeah, month.
0: yeah <laughs> it's not actually bad. Not actually a fucking bad idea. So let's see. This, um... Well, goddamn. We've also posted a Forbes top ten Christmas movies. Ten, A Christmas Carol. Nine, Miracle on 34th Street. Eight, Gremlins. The fuck? It is technically a Christmas movie. Six, uh, Seven Elf, Six, The Bishop's Wife. Five, A Christmas Story. Four, 1941. Three, Nightmare Before Christmas. Two, Brazil. I've never seen that. And number one is Die Hard. um Forbes. You need to lay off the fucking acid.
2: They fucked up. First of all, where is Lethal Weapon on this Thank list? Thank you. Thank you. Brazil, they, as far as I'm concerned, that can replace... Uh, lethal Weapon can replace... Let me see... Uh, uh,
0: Brazil, either,
2: either fucking a bishop's wife or a Brazil. What the fuck is Brazil? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what that is. I don't know. Obviously, the mixer chat must be fucked up because I don't even see Weeb's, but he's posting. Do you see his name in the <laughs> chat? Well, maybe maybe it's the acid. Yeah, I don't see his name in the chat. Mixer chat must be uh, doing some updates or something. It's a little fucky uppy, but uh yeah. Uh, that's a, to me that list is total shit.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's a lot of it's a lot of things on there. I mean Home Alone, Leth, uh, Lethal Weapon, no, Lethal the first should one
0: definitely be on there. I mean A Christmas Carol, I understand Nightmare on 34th Street definitely. Uh a Christmas Story yeah. should definitely be on there. Night Miracle Th- on 34th Nightmare Street Before Christmas could be number 10. I mean my kids love that movie, but I don't want to sit through it.
2: That, I, yeah that, that for some that movie never kind of stayed with me it was just like it, it, it was like look and i don't watch weird shit but for some that was a little bit too weird for me it was just kind of off yeah uh <laughs> p-mix elf I, I, believe it or not i don't know if you've seen elf but that definitely you know i really haven't
0: yeah, yeah I have trust it. me if you if you like will ferrell oh, you'll like that movie. i like i dude i have so many movies i haven't seen just like i have over you know 36,000 songs i probably haven't listened to all of them either so you know but uh you know
2: oh oh another one scarface 1983
0: wow Thanks, Luis. dude 1983 was a fucking great year for movies now i want to look up and see what the hell we missed in 1983
2: Fuck it, the eighty. I honestly, eighties and nineties. At least for me, man, those were like the decades of well, movies. I mean, obviously, man. the a, a lot of good yeah, shit.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Flashdance came out in nineteen eighty three. We mentioned the Twilight Zone the movie. I love that movie. The big chill, sudden impact. Clint Eastwood just keep going on the fucking Dirty Harry series right there. Uh, two james bond movies came out that year never say never again which is actually my favorite bond movie uh octopussy jaws 3d that year dude this was a a, mr mom fuck yeah the rights mr mr
2: yeah that movie's been referenced quite a bit on this show star
0: (laughs) chamber the right stuff psycho 2
2: They can't all be winning. (laughs) Staying
0: Alive. Uh, Monty Python's Meaning of Life. That is that old? Holy shit, man. Strange Brew. I remember that movie. Valley Girl. I actually, for some reason, remember that. Under Fire. Uh, We mentioned DC Cab. Brainstorm. I remember that movie. A lot of that movie was taped in North Carolina. That's why I remember it. We used to drive by the airport when they were filming.
2: I can't believe Flash thing. For some reason, I remember. I thought that Mm, came out later. uh,
0: Matt Dillon, Rumblefish, All the Right Moves, Amityville 3, and Porky's 2 came out that year. Dude, that was a fucking bang up year for movies, bro. And I didn't even mention all of them. I mean, Silkwood with Meryl Streep is another one. High Road to China. I didn't mention everything.
2: Gold. Gorky
0: Park? Porky's 2? Yep, I mentioned that. Yentel. You see, Porky. To yeah, the I next I said day. Yentl. Amityville Horror. Amityville. 3D. 3D, 3D. Yep, wow. I mentioned that. Space Hunters. Uh, the Hunger. You know, a few movies I didn't mention, but dude, that was a great year for movies. And you know, like I said, we've talked about the outsiders. I mean, that. That, that turned out to be a who's who of a cast. You had Emilio Estevez, Ralph Macchio, C. Thomas Howell, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon, and Patrick Swayze. Seven people in that movie. All that cast from 1983 turned out to be very successful. You can say what you want about Emilio Estevez. The guy fucking has more money than you and me, so fuck you. He's successful. <laughs> Hey,
2: hey, look, look, I'm I look at it like this. Emilio Estevez is still living off fucking breakfast
0: club money. <laughs> so dude, I don't blame the guy. Listen, Emilio Estevez did probably fine between the uh what would you say? The the, the early eighties and uh right before the two thousands, late nineties. He was he did just fine. Let's not worry about him at all, I promise you. I promise you this guy is not worth it's not uh hurting for money. So yeah, yeah. I was wow, what a fucking year for movies, man. Blue Thunder, another great one. Dude, this was an amazing year for movies. Really. Um let's see. Wiki here has another list. Let's see. Ten to midnight. That was a, a, a Bronson film. Bill Cosby had a, a concert come out that year.
2: Wow, smoking the bandit, sleepaway camp. Bam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, the day after. Yeah, we're done. E- easy money, Rodney Dangerfield. And Joe, yeah, yeah, Joe, Wow,
2: that's a, that's another classic. Yeah.
0: Going berserk, which was a John Candy movie. Uh, John Candy and Eugene Levy, which was an, a you know a, a carryover from uh, another movie they did called. Um, Armed and dangerous together. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the King of Comedy, Martin Scorsese movie about um, Freddie Prinz, Freddie Prinz Jr.'s father, obviously. Let's see who. What else came out? That dude. That was. This was a really, real. I mean, when I think about what came out this year, I watch most of these movies to this day. You know, I mean, this was the original Vacation that came out that year. Chevy Chase, Anthony Michael Hall, you know, the, the original fucking one. Wow. What a fucking movie, man. Yeah, he mentioned Scarface, Smokey and the Bandit 3 came out that year. Not a very good one. Not a good one. Burt Reynolds wasn't even in this, that one.
2: Yeah, Was Sally feeling
0: it? No. Yeah, I
2: know she was in the original. <laughs> It's like like I said, you know, certain movies just eh. that's the first one it was if you can I look at it like this. If you're going to do a sequel, if you can't at least get one person from the original, don't even bother. Well they buy did. The they got it. Jerry
0: Reed. Uh ah, he, he wasn't, you know, he was Snowman and uh also sang the song. He sang most of the songs in that movie. Um but yeah, yeah, that he, so they did, but it was just stupid. He becomes the bandit and blah blah blah. It was stupid. Um, some other good movies. Strange Invaders. I remember that movie. Stroker Ace. I remember that movie. We're almost done here with this. Under Under Fire. Nick Nolte, Gene Hackman. I remember that movie. Fucking War Games, man. What a movie. Yeah. yeah
2: let me ask you. Let me ask you, because that was quite, since you brought up War Games, that was quite the departure for uh, Matthew Broderick. Because he always kind of did, like, comedies and types of How do you think he pulled that uh, role off? War Games?
0: I fucking love that movie, bro. I think that was a great movie, and I think he was part of the reason that movie was great. Even though you could see he was, I mean, that was probably, that might have been his first fucking movie. That might have been his first movie right there. Let me see here. Matthew Broderick, I am a double, I am double, yeah, I mean, he, let's see, I mean, Ferris Bueller was until 1986, no, he had done a TV series, and something small called Max Dugan Returns, but uh, 1983, War Games was his first movie, movie and then from there small shit until he got Ferris Bueller and i don't need to tell you what happened after Ferris Bueller do i
2: uh well no he he ended up uh fucking a horse i mean uh seriously <laughs> <laughs> perfect nah yeah. now you know he
0: is he did kill a guy in a car accident uh,
2: yeah yeah he did disappear for mm-hmm. a few years there yeah. I would have too at the uh, Godzilla, well, but that's just me. I actually
0: <laughs> didn't mind that Godzilla. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's been in some really good movies. Uh, Biloxi Blues was awesome. The Freshman,
2: I love the Mc Cable guy. Cable, Don't they... judge me. I love, I love that and fucking if you movie seen in The Freshman
0: with um, Marlon, Marlon Brando, Brando yeah. excellent fucking movie. Obviously, he did you know the voice in Lion King. He was Simba, the adult Simba. Um, yeah, I mean you know like I've said before, my kids love the Inspector Gadget, so. You know we, we, we oh that, that yeah, we, awesome. we we talked about all these with um you know on the uh Ferris Bueller episode, so you know we don't need to go back to it, but uh Weebs also says Hercule and Eddie Murphy's delirious came out that year, dude, what a year for movies nineteen eighty three holy shit, God damn, let's just hope fucking Hollywood doesn't realize how good of a year that was or they're gonna remake everything. And I mentioned it in a few weeks that they're uh,
2: supposedly they're planning on making a fucking uh, sister act remake, so I wouldn't be surprised oh. <laughs> if we see a war games part eighteen by when it's all said and done. You know,
0: and cable guy is an is, is, is be makes a fantastic movie. The movie didn't do well, and it didn't get reviewed well, but oh no, it but didn't. I'm I'm going to say this, uh, fuck the reviews that movie didn't come out in 83 that'd be ni- was that 83
2: 96 I actually i actually seen that in the movies i remember it came out like in 95 yeah, I
0: 96 way later than 83 but yeah cable guy is a fucking excellent fucking movie man i love it yeah
2: i, I don't consider this an excellent I movie do. but you can't you can you can never go by critics because you know another movie they got shit on but that made crazy money Fucking scoop those
0: Scooby Doo movies. Oh, dude, those movies make shit. Ton- yeah, that was 1996 when Cable Guy came out. Yeah, that was shit ton of fucking money, those fucking movies, man.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I love that. Why do you think WWE movie?
0: jumped in on the fucking Scooby Doo money? There's a reason for that. Why,
2: Craig? Yeah. Because yeah. them, them, them Scooby Snaps, yeah. And I. <laughs> I mean, honestly, outside of the cartoons, you know, I love the cartoons, but only time I ever really dug Scooby-Doo on film was, uh, fuck, from, uh, the, uh, little spoof they did in, uh, James and Silent Bob. I remember that. I was bringing Ryan Robb. <laughs> I, I thought
0: that was golden. That was pretty fucking good, man.
2: How Kevin Smith didn't get sued off of that, I'll never know. Oh,
0: they...
1: But I,
2: I'm pretty sure he probably yeah, cut a deal. Had
0: permission but that
2: was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm you
0: sorry. Gotta remember Scooby Doo's also a comic book. Kevin Smith has a comic book store. I got a feeling some things were uh, worked out.
2: Like worked out because you know, like with a lot of those characters and stuff, like especially like Walt Disney and Tom and you know, like I said, it's like weird. But they they are very protective. Like they don't want those characters portrayed in a certain light because obviously they got the kitty image.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, obviously. But yeah, I mean, those movies make tons. Dude, the the live-action movies make money. The cartoons make money. Netflix puts that shit up fucking immediately, dude. And they make tons. Dude, they're still making Scooby-Doo movies today. Now. I mean, like, you know, WWE Studios got the fucking... Obviously has the the, the contract with them now, but you look on Netflix is still making them. They just made another one for fucking Christmas. Dude, they're still making Pac-Man cartoons. Okay? My <laughs> my fucking three-year-old loves the Pac-Man cartoons. He was watching a Christmas one today. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Disney definitely protects their characters. Doesn't protect their characters. The Little Mermaid's father had a boner in the final scene of the movie, for God's sake. Disney has a lot of shit that's been put out about them some you know, the words and things if you slow their thing down Disney gets a little weird every now and then but th- you know, sometimes I kind of think it's like you know, sometimes you hear things in songs that don't actually happen to like, I, I, yeah. like, like uh, what's that, you know that song Oh 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 It's Magic if you listen to that yeah. song, it sounds like he's saying my dick. You don't believe me, do you?
2: Well, who knows? You know, because I, I had, I, you know, I had wanted to bring something up to you since we're going down this road anyway. Of, of fucked up cartoons and Disney and all that type of shit. What did you, you know, as a kid, did you watch like, did you watch like uh, the short cartoons like Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry and all that? Now, looking back in hindsight as an adult... Did you notice a lot of racism or a lot of racial elements in like a Tom and Jerry episode or a cartoon? I'm not talking about the the minor ones from like the 80s and 90s. I'm talking about the original original Tom and Jerry yeah, cartoon.
0: I actually still i i i got some Netflix has them and I've actually you know got them and showed them.
2: Cause I know it was like for uh, I, I can't remember exactly when it might have been around the mm-hmm. mid 2000s. There was some controversy where they actually had to get pulled for a while. Wow. Well, a few things have been like that, yeah. Or they had, to, or I put it, they had to be re-altered to take out some uh, less than sensitive material.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that. Cause
2: I remember how they they, they used to do like man they used to do fucking mammy ep- episodes for Tom and
0: Jerry. Yeah. sake. oh, all the time. Oh Jesus, I'm like, <laughs> don't you believe? <laughs> Tons of times, hell yeah, dude
2: oh god I mean it's like Jesus I mean it's like we talk about you know the I and I hate using that term because I think it gets overused now but the shit that, even in the cartoons that they used to be able to get away with way way back in the day so you'll never see that type of shit today <laughs> never
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
3: here
2: oh sheen is actually in the chat up. What up, by the way homie uh, drop us some yep, serious yep. knowledge. <laughs> he's right.
0: If you look at uh, sex, is, I, I believe sex is also spelled out when in Alice in Wonderland, when the uh, little dude is smoking the hookah and blows the smoke. There's a part right there where you can see it. But here, dude, tell me this doesn't sound like my dick. Ready? Let me let me, uh-huh. let, me let me let me get it playing here. Oh, it's probably an ad. Of course, it's a fucking ad. Suck my dick, YouTube ads. Oh, and I got to play the whole 15 seconds. You suck, not YouTube. All right, hold on one sec. We'll have some fun with this for a little while. What the fuck? Oh, wait one minute. Volume mixer, unmute. Let's do it. Is it magic or is it my dick? Mm-hmm.
2: Play it one more time.
0: Hold on. Never believe It'll it's come up again. So. It's magic, you know. Never believe it's that so. Want it again? Want it again? Yeah, it do. It do
2: sound is obviously like you know, like Gene said. It do sound like my dick, but it's obviously nothing <laughs> going for. I don't know, man. Maybe they was fucking on an acid trip when they wrote the song, and they said, "Oh shit, we can't say my dick, so let's just let's go reedit it." The sound like magic.
0: There's a ton more that I've uh, I've heard of these songs. I, I I forget some of them now, but uh, I've definitely heard some that you know people make fun of the. Oh, this one uh, sounds dirty, but it's actually not. It's cool. It's funny though. That's one of them I remember.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, that that might actually be a fun idea for a show one day where we can just kind of like pick apart like a like whether it's like a cartoon short from way back mm. in the day or a movie, and we can just like pick it apart and like what did they really mean with those lines or those words or whatever? Because it's just like, eh. but I mean, back because well, back then you got to figure they was like upfront because you didn't really have to be PC back then. You could just say whatever yeah, the fuck you wanted. Much.
0: Pretty much, that's the way it is. Uh, Let me see here. It it was a lot of the classic songs that had the the old lyrics that were like, did he really just say that? Yeah.
2: But honestly, I actually prefer that because, you know, nowadays it got to a point where music where they would just come out and say, well, yeah, I want to fuck your brains out back then it was I want to make sweet love to you all night long <laughs> I
0: mean it was a little more smooth yeah, with yeah. it now it's like hey let's
2: bitch here's yeah, my dick let's <laughs>
0: play on you know let's fuck until my fucking balls are empty it's like whoa dude try to do some art and make that not sound so crazy bro <laughs> oh shit yeah, Shaheen wants to do... Shaheen, we'll, uh, we'll add that into the uh, conspiracy theory show we're going to do in a few weeks here.
2: Yeah, it, this, yeah there's a lot of hidden messages in a
0: lot of shit. Movies, music. Yeah, yeah, there
2: is. All the fucking wrestling we watch weekly, I'm pretty sure some hidden messages in there we ain't picked up on
0: yeah. yet. Sheen's <laughs> <laughs> just dirty. Jesus Christ. There's no doubt with Shaheen, he's dirty.
2: Hey, well, hey, hey! When you high spot the pussy, that's what you got to do. You just got to like you don't got time. You don't got time to plan out I spot guess not. spot. You just got to go in and I get guess out, not. In and in out like a robbery.
0: That's <laughs> it. It is a uh, it's it, it is a high risk move. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> we fucking <are> what? <laughs> so so I love don't it. want no art. Straight to the point. We fucking a what, bitch? We. <laughs> we I, fucking enough. Right, not I'll, what's
2: up I don't got right, time I, I, to waste I'm not here for a long time I'm just yeah, here for a
0: good I, time uh, I, I, I'll i admit I added the bitch part at the end but um alright on that note I think we should get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah good show
2: good show
0: definitely Uh, here let me find something to uh, here we go it's gotta be a Christmas song in here here we go Alice Cooper Santa Claus coming to town we'll end it with that um Alright, as usual. You got anything else, Anthony, or you you, you good to go?
2: I'm good to go, unless I'll you got something. I'll
0: say, as usual, find us here every Friday, 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. mixturecom slash THT Podcast. Look us up on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Everywhere else you can find good pod- podcasts under THT Movie a Review. And don't forget to always check out me and Shaheen Wednesday nights 9 30 p.m. Eastern time right here on Mixture.com C-H-T-H-T podcast. I can't speak. I've only had one beer. And uh, that's it. On that note, see y'all motherfucking later. It was in the is to town. He
1: sees you Sleeping.